0: Views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. Authors Hour. Get the story behind the story. It's all on the Authors Hour. You'll get to hear the authors talking about their books and the journey behind how it all began. Join the opportunity to hear the insights on what inspired them to write it. Now, here is your host, Wayne G. Barber. Thank you, Roger. And good morning, America. It's Tuesday morning, 9.05, and that means it's another edition of the award-winning Authors' Hour radio program. And that's available on 99.9 smoking and also 1380 a.m. non smoking and 13 other ways. Alexa tune in radio, so many avenues and available on podcasts after the show at anchor.fm slash Wayne dash barber. Uh, that and my race chatter shows are getting a lot of traction now on the podcast and to keep our lineup going. We have an author on the line right now, Bill Van Patten. If you want to do your research on Google, the name of the book we're going to be reviewing is Looks Are Deceiving, one of his many portfolios. Folks, if you or someone you know is celebrating a birthday and you want Wayne to announce it on his program, just send him an email. His address is W N R I at yahoo.com. Help make that special someone feel like celebrating with a birthday shout-out on WNRI. Thank you, Johnny, and a big happy birthday to Alicia Foglin, turns 40 today. Uh, Bobby Tatro from Reservoir, uh, Reservoir Road in Pasco, Good Island. A fellow fisherman, 40 years old today. Happy birthday, Bobby. And uh, 64 years old. Last week's winner in the truck division is Seacon Speedway. 64, Mike Cavalero driving that number 80 by Elmwood Dodge. You can hear that interview and others on the race chatter on Monday nights. <laughs> Authorshourbookstore.com. New and slightly read books. If you heard our author interview on our Authors Hour every Tuesday at 9 a.m., we will stock it. Call Wayne, W-N-R-I at yahoo.com for any locator service or a closed out book. Again, it's the new Authors Hour Bookstore.com. over 400 books on file on the computer. It's an online bookstore that I run out of the house. I can make the arrangements to drop it off right to your home in the tri-state region or light shipping on that. Most of the shipping's are standard U.S. Postal Service, 383. But there's over 400 books on file from rare books to uh, books that we just reviewed with the authors right here on the Authors Hour. You can get the description of the book and listen to the podcast of the book before you make the purchase. It's kind of unique in the business, so you know exactly what you're getting, and you learn a little bit about the author before you purchase the book. A lot of the books are also autographed, and we have over 2,000 books in our inventory. So if there's something you're looking for, WayneWNRI at Yahoo.com. Harvest Moon Health Foods, Route 21, Unit 4, Colonial Plaza in Putnam, Connecticut, 860-928-2352. Healthy Foods for a Healthy Lifestyle, Gluten-Free Products, Over 100 Dried Herbs, Nuts and Seeds, Healthy Snacks help your body to reinforce its immune response, hemopathic and herbal allergy relief. We stock quality brand manufacturers including Against the Grain, Rudy's, Nature's Plus, bat Organic Oils, Food for Life, and so much more. Natural honey and organic coconut sugar, raw milk. Elderberry for flu remedies. Consumer-friendly hours are Monday through Wednesday, 10 to 6 p.m., Thursday to Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Sunday 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. HarvestMoonHealthFoods.net Unit 4, Colonial Plaza Putnam, Connecticut 860-928-2352 Proud sponsor of Brian Tag and the number 9 in the late model at Thompson Speedway And Brian's off to an outstanding start in 2022 The former late model champion finished 2nd at the icebreaker at Thompson Speedway for another run for a championship here Hair, see hairstyles today by the Worcester Hair Company and transportation and limousine services provided by CJ Trans of Fairbanks and Little General Stores. By God, there's one in your neighborhood. And recipe for a good day, the sponsor on Wednesday morning with Jeff and Gary McLaughlin at nine oh five. Uh open eight days a week, money orders gift cards, uh petite sirloin steak at $5.99 a pound, Virginia Ham an Italian sausage, hot or sweet, $5.99 a pound, no limit. At Little General Stores, there's one in your neighborhood. On the line right now, without further ado, is author Bill Van Patten. And that's all one word on the Van Patten. And today's book that we'll be discussing is Looks Are Deceiving. And what a cover on that book. Did you choose that cover yourself?
1: Hi, Wayne. Uh, (laughs) Uh, No, I actually did not choose that cover. I I, um, had a designer do that cover, of course. So he did a great job with it.
0: What a hook. A really good hook.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your show, by the way. I'm glad glad you like the book.
0: I do. I really enjoy it. Let me give the uh, listening audience a little synopsis of the book. I don't want to give it away, but a uh, 49-year-old Will Christian, an ex-academic turned sleuth, stumbles across a body during a routine bicycle ride. As other murder victims turn up, all Latino, all gay, Will wonders if his town is confronted with a series of hate crimes. Driven by insatiable curiosity and a haunting memory of the unsolved murder of his best friend, he enlists the help of his new boyfriend, Jose Torres, to track down the killer, setting him on a search for a killer in a street have underside of the down-low lifestyle in a small southern-central California town. Are most of your books set in the California, that old rule of thumb, Writing What You Know?,
1: it actually, are now, Wayne. Uh, my, my first book, Sidon's Tale, let um, me give a plug to that. That book was um, w- received the 2019 cops featherling um, Silver Phoenix Award for Best of Voice in Fiction. That was set in West Texas and New Mexico because at, t- at that point when I started that book, I was still teaching at Texas Tech University in Lubbock. And so I used that setting uh, for that book. And a couple of my sh- uh, short story collections, one is set in West Texas because it was written while I was in Lubbock, and another was set in Chicago when I was living in Chicago. Uh, but now I'm back in my home state of California, and I live in a small town in Central Valley, and now all my stories and all my books are taking place in this fictitious town of um, which is uh, modeled loosely on the town I currently live in. But, yeah, it's just about writing where you are. She's correct on that
0: It looks like the Sidon's Tale is really gaining some traction. Uh, Civil Phoenix uh, Phoenix Book Award, you've got that down pat now, too. And it looks like it's climbing up the list on the Amazon. I'm going through the paperwork here. And uh, it looks like that book is going to have a lot of staying power. Are you getting a lot of positive email feedback uh, from your works, from the gay community, uh, from other writers, where are you getting your feedback from?
1: I'm getting from all sorts, um, and uh, the, the, my books have all been reviewed. And um, if people go to my website, they can see the the very strong and positive reviews I'm getting for for the books. And um, and again, it's coming from all quarters: gay, straight, Latino, non-Latino. Um, you know, women, men, and, and various age groups, too. Um, so that's a good sign for me. I'm glad I'm reaching a, as wide an audience as possible.
0: I've noticed, too, that you've elected to self-publish with Amazon uh, KDP. Have you been with them right from the start, or did you start out with a conventional publisher?
1: I've thought about conventional publishing, and it's really hard to break into that. I don't know if your audience is aware just how difficult it is. About 1% of books that are actually submitted um, or looking for... uh, Submitted to agents. You have to take an agent to get published commercially. Um, About 1% to 5% actually ever get accepted and published. Um, So it's a very daunting task. uh, And agents have very... If I can say this on your your show without offending agents, book agents, but they seem to have very peculiar tastes. Sometimes niche taste, right? So if the book doesn't speak to them just from the very beginning, you're out the door. Um, so um, I tried a little bit of that the beginning, lane and then I said, heck with it. I'm going to do it myself. So that I did go with Amazon uh, after that initial try.
0: Was there any mentor involved or was it very user-friendly for you?
1: Um, it was fairly user-friendly. I'm a pretty savvy guy. Um, a lot of people don't know this. I was an academic for a long time before I made the switch to writing full time, writing fiction anyway. And uh, so I have a strong background in technology and, and use of platforms and different kinds of things. So it wasn't too difficult to do. Um, and I also enlisted the help of uh, professionals with book designers uh, for covers and interiors. And that really helps when you have those pro people um, that you hire and you put to work for you. So.
0: Yeah. I got an email here from Albany, and it's uh, Jeff, and he wants to know, uh, working with Amazon and KDP, as uh, such a large company that controls so much of the publishing works out there right now, was you able to uh, fulfill your orders around Christmas time, or were the books put on the back burner for them to sell other products? No,
1: um, my understanding from people is that is that. Um, things arrive fairly quickly and if you're on prime for example your book comes within two or three days um so um so no there there was there there hasn't been any delay um that i know of in terms of ordering and receiving books
0: that's good and, because and, I have and, heard,
1: and it, it is true
0: i have heard oh, wait, rumors about that what was happening with the big companies on that um uh, Now, turning around, say you're going to do a book signing now with the virus dissipating around the country. Your calendar must be filling up with the uh, portfolio that you have. And uh, what is the average turnaround? Say you're going to do a book signing at a library and you've got uh, six or seven books and you want to go in with 10 or 15 of each one. What do they need for a a turnaround at uh, five days, seven days?
1: Um, yeah, uh, usually about a week, yeah, about a week, seven days. Uh-huh.
0: That's how it works on that. And you've experienced no problems with that?
1: No, no. I have, if, what I've done for myself, though, too, is I also keep a, a stash of uh, books in my house on purpose for those kinds of things. I'm always ready to go. I'm, I'm a planner. I do things ahead of time. <laughs> so I'm staring right now in my office at three boxes of books. Just in case I got, in fact, I've got something coming up um, this uh, end of May at a local winery. And I've got the books ready to go. And that's just what I plan ahead.
0: (laughs) The winery is an untapped market. And especially in New England now, we have a few romance authors that have uh, started doing that during the summer months. uh, With the free tasting of the winery and romance books. And I'll tell you, uh, sales have been phenomenal. The guys and uh, soulmates of any genre and stuff like that are going to the local wineries. There's quite a few of them up here in New England now. And it's just another sale for them. It's like selling a bouquet of flowers to go with it. And you get to meet the author and it's an autographed book. And chances are the person's going to like both gifts. And it's been a win-win uh, win for everybody because the author has emails and websites, and they're going to promote where they're going to be, which in turn attracts people to the winery, and the winery does the same thing going the other way, and it's just a win-win. Thinking outside the box on how to move books. Yeah, yeah,
1: and um, particularly here in California. Um, we have uh, you know, it's wineries all over California now, not just in Napa. It's just, they're all over. And here in Central California, there's what's called the Madeira Wine Trail. Um, and I could easily do uh, 12 to 14 wineries, just booking them every week or whatever, right? Um, there's just so many venues like that. And, and I think you're right. I think it's an untapped market for some people. As far as I know, I'm the only person in this part of California who's, who's taken to... Um, Contacting wineries and setting those kinds of things up. So yeah, um, and and Saturdays are the best for that. People like to go, you know, try their wines on Saturdays. So Saturday afternoons are a great sign for and uh, wine I, tasting and,
0: and book. What's happened to that too? Uh, most people that are going to the uh, farmers' markets up here. We got thirty-nine right in Rhode Island alone. Every village, city has a farmers' market from May. October, and we've keyed on that. And we've got Association with Island authors uh, almost planted in every one, or at least we're knocking on the doors. And that's generating sales. It seems like people are walking around with a hard, good old Lula in the right hand pocket, trying to buy something local. And if they strike out on other things, then they look at the books and say, Boy, the local books are right here, and the author's with it, and all of a sudden. Uh, and the other option, too, is Square One. Everybody's got Square One on their phone, so they can take the credit card, too. Do you take the uh, credit card with yep. Square One or something like that?
1: Yeah, I do. I have Square um, that uh, I usually discount books um so that people, if they've got five bucks or ten bucks, they can just pay straight cash without getting, worrying about tax or change. I just worry about that on my end. Um, otherwise, if they don't, I of course I have Square on my phone and on my iPad for people.
0: So, I got a question for you with the portfolio that you have of your uh, works out there right now. By offering the Square One to a retail customer. Uh, can you bundle like three or four of your books and you would get that sale being the credit card versus, well, I've only got a $20 bill on me. But do you take plastic? I'll buy all three or four. Does that scenario develop?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And um, I, I I, actually, I've done things, at book sales, for example, book signings. Um, Like when you go to Rite Aid or Walgreens, you know, buy one, get the second one for 50% off, you know, that kind of thing. Um, And so people wind up buying uh, multiple books. I had one person at my last book signing, she bought, I think, five books. She bought double copies, six books. She bought double copies of three books because she wanted to give um, copies away to friends or I forget who. Um, And so I wound up giving her each, each copy of the book was 50% off Um, from the the other one. So she wound up paying, what, so I guess 50%
0: less on those three copies. I got an email here from Connie from West Virginia, and she wants to know, looks are deceiving. The cover caught her too. What age group is that appropriate for? Can her teenagers read the book?
1: Um, I wouldn't. I mean, it depends. It, it depends on the level of the teenager and their sophistication and what parents want them to read. I mean, there's mild, there's mild swearing, um, you know, cuss words. These are adults in this book. Um, there's no gratuitous sex and there's no violence. I mean, the bodies are discovered, but there's no, there, there's no description of the violence. So it's it's not the kind of book that would horrify anybody, but it is adult reading. So I recommend that the 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 youngest age I would ever recommend it to is maybe sixteen, something like that. Sixteen, um, seventeen. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and there and there is there is uh, the um, sleuth amateur sleuth uses a dating app to track to trap the killer. Um, and there is some uh, there there might be some people who who don't want teenagers to read about a dating app. which yeah. <laughs> what this guy does, he says in the dating app. So, but other than that, no, it's, it's, it's a pretty mild book. It's,
0: it's more of a cozy mystery than it is a, a thriller or a slasher kind of mystery. So, so a, ga- a guardian or a grandparent, use your own discretion how mature your grandchild is or that person, whether they're ready for it or not. You can tell as a, a guardian or a grandparent also on that. Now, um, you've got me curious about something you have a lot of your books also available in spanish and uh is that because it's california or is that because advice from other authors or do you see how how are your sales working out in spanish versus english uh
1: well the 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 market i do in spanish i, I grew up with english and spanish because i'm i'm uh, half mexican and so i um uh, and I, I was, by the field I was in when I was an academic was um, Spanish. My background is in linguistics and language acquisition. So all the books I write in Spanish are targeted for people who want to learn Spanish or improve their Spanish um, or are heritage speakers who want something to read. Um, and uh, those are doing quite well, actually. Um, there, there are universities and schools around the country that have picked them up and used them in their classes. Wow, Um, It's a a different market altogether. It's it's, it's fiction, um, but it's fiction for either language learners or fiction for heritage speakers. Um, And they're they're doing quite well.
0: I imagine it would. I don't see that many of them on the market up here. I see versions up here in this area of French more than I do Spanish. And that goes back to the 1900s with the Industrial Revolution, I think, and being so close to Canada. But... uh, I, I don't see a market up here where it's saturated with Spanish, but that part of the population is exploding in almost every state. And I would say, uh, does uh, Amazon KDB do the translation for you, or is that a separate uh, type of deal? That's a separate deal, and I write all my own books in Spanish, so um, so nobody translates them because I
1: just write them in Spanish. So, okay. there you go.
0: So KDP must have some kind of option for that, for an additional fee to do that also.
1: I think they do. Um, I believe they do. Uh, Again, I'm not familiar with that, Wayne, because I haven't engaged that kind of jurors. But they must have something for people.
0: Uh, The other thing I'm thinking right now, are your books or any of them available in Audible?
1: Um, it, not yet. I was working with getting looks or deceiving in an Audible, um, and it didn't work out. Um, I was having a dickens of a time trying to find someone who could do um, both English. Occasionally, there are, there are um, Spanish speakers in my book, right? And they'll, they'll say something in Spanish. And I was having a dickens of a time finding someone who could do both the English and the Spanish without sounding um, non-native, in either language. And so I had to put that on hold. I, I, I auditioned like 30, 35 people. It was just hard to find someone. So,
0: but you are yeah, thinking of I, that, that avenue.
1: Yep, yep. And my other books, I'm looking at that from my other books now, like A Little Rain that just came out. Um, that can be that. That one's a little more difficult, too, because it has three different points of view, and one of them's female. It's just a man, a 16-year-old, and then uh, and then a woman. Wow. So those, yeah, but that could be fun to do. But, but like I said, looks are deceiving is, was a little bit more difficult because it, it's, there's not a lot of Spanish in the book. But, um, I mean, that would be hard for any reader of English if they're not Spanish speakers. But just enough to give you the taste that there are Spanish speakers here in this town of Mañana, right? And uh, so for, uh, for the audiobook to sound authentic, you have to have a good voice in there who knows how to read those lines.
0: I know some authors are really making a killing on the Audible books right now, especially the children's books in Disney. And a lot of that stuff is the numbers are are, shattering. Uh, Another part of your uh, portfolio that's really got me interested is uh, Dust Storm, The Whisper of Clouds, uh, collections of short stories. And I see how the anthologies take off with our group of 300 authors up here where people come back. Looking for the latest edition of an anthology. The short stories uh, seem to be a fast growing market right now, along with poetry. And uh, I'm wondering how your short story books, how is that, you know, against your other books? Is it 50 50 or is something dominant? I would, I would say it's sort of 50 50
1: um it's not it, it, it's they're, they're not dominant um and um and actually it's funny you bring that up wayne because i have a new collection of short stories that uh, my editor has right now and that one should be coming out probably the end of the summer and that those stories all take place in and around this fictitious town of mañana california um and uh what i find that readers like about short stories is Particularly if they're short stories, not long short stories, but short stories that you can read, you know, in a half hour or so. Because people are busy. They want something all-encompassing that they can read and then not have to come back to. So I'm um, like a book where you read chapter and you go, okay, I got to wait to get the next chapter. So I'm with short stories. You read the short story and it's done. Um, and so people like that. It's just the, just the right length for them to sit in their busy schedules
0: during the day. Well, that's, that's the type of book that seems to be on everybody's nightstand. Uh, the short stories, a chapter book before going to sleep. A lot of people are doing that that I've noticed now. And uh, I, I can't believe it's going to take long to do the editing on the short stories because you're limited to uh, X amount of words and then jumping into a whole new subject matter in the next. So that book should be out very, right. very shortly. Uh, I wonder on the bookstore end of it, uh, whether they're devoting much of the shelf space uh, to short story books and anthologies on poetry versus the conventional big five, uh, the novels and the non-fictions and stuff like that. Uh, I wonder how that's working out in uh, your part of the world out in California. Have you had a rash of uh, book closings in California or are they holding their own? they
1: Kind of holding their own. Um, there are um, I, I was just recently at the Barnes and Nobles up in Merced, which is a the town, the city about oh, 15, 60 miles north of me. And uh, they seem to be doing fine. Um, and uh, I, I think I think that some have closed, but but they're not all closing. Um, people still like to go book browsing. I was talking to a friend of mine on the phone the other day. He actually called me and said he was, <laughs> he was calling me from a Barnes & Noble store. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's good. Uh, he lives out in Michigan. And so he was going to the local Barnes & Noble. So I, I'm hopeful that those stores aren't going to disappear. Because I think people do like do like to get out and, you know, watch the books and...
0: And, and so on. I, I still love that feel of a book in my hand. Uh, I, I do not like ebooks and stuff. I just can't get into it. I have to hold the book in my hand to read it myself. I'm from yeah. the old school, I guess. Yeah. But uh, the other I, thing I on that, too, are the why. bookstores opening up to uh, book signings now? Or are they still leery with the virus out in California? No, they're,
1: they're, they're actually opening up to book signings. They are. Um, I, I approached um, Barnes & Noble's in Merced um, about a book signing there's difficulty doing that now because of the rift uh, um, there's some kind of rift between Amazon and Barnes and & Noble's right now um, and so they're not cooperating with each other <laughs> in terms of, of getting each other's books nice. um, and so uh, that's been difficult but, uh, but they're open to it some of the independent books there's one down in Fresno that I talked to and so we're looking at um, trying to schedule a date for a book signing on there
0: well, I think it's going to be working out good for you. you a quality writer. Uh, we're talking with the author Bill Van Patten, and Van Patten is one word, and he's got a fantastic website with all the information that you would ever be looking for for an author on that website. It's- Hats off to those five star. And the book we're talking about is Looks Are Deceiving. I don't want to give any more of the story away because it is a, a good read. It really is. Uh, the next book you got coming out on the short stories, have the publisher's get me a copy of that right to the house. And we'll get you back on the air. And we'll tear apart and dissect uh, how you go about as a, an experienced author like you. How to set up a book on short stories, especially, I can't see where the editing would be that tough on it because they are short stories. I wouldn't even farm it out myself. You know, between uh, enough uh, literary people in my family, I think we would have that covered. And then with Amazon, if you do catch something, you can go in and manually change it yourself, including covers or your hook or anything in it. You have that independence as a uh, independent self publisher. That that works out well too. Right. Uh, right. Right.
1: It does. It does. And I'll I'll send you. By the way, Wayne, I will send you. Um, later today, I'll run to the post office. I'll send you a copy of my last novel, uh, A Little Rain. So I'd be interested to see your take on that novel. It's different.
0: Oh, well, um, I, I'm always but. open. I really am. I'm v- a ferocious reader. And uh, the success of this show, The Authors Hour. You know, I've got a lot of authors dangling from the big five to take the show over and, you know, do it on them, you know, for moving authors through New England. But I don't want to lose that uh, independence. I'd like to stay with the small business advertisers uh, being in retail, our family, since 1871 and supporting authors, you know, Rhode Island authors, national authors or books that I read before I do an interview. And uh the pile just, it's unbelievable. Uh, five to seven books every day at the mail. Please read this and consider getting on the show. And everybody is in the same boat. We're all in the same problem of marketing a product. And anything, our little tips that we get over the air. I get five email backs. Thank you about that little tip. And I know I'm going to get some right now on the winery, the farmers markets of thinking outside the box. And don't be intimidated Mm -hmm. by Amazon, you know, you know, short shipping you're on Christmas. We just got it verified from an established, proven pro author that that did not happen. So I appreciate that information.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Again, that, that's my experience. Somebody else's experience could be different. I don't know, Wayne, but
0: I've had not had any problems with that. What is the one thing you could tell our listening audience right now if they are contemplating, I want to do a book. I've got a life history. Or maybe I'm a grandparent. I want to do a memoir. Have something for the grandkids. What advice if somebody is thinking, I want to do a book on my bucket list? What would be the first thing you would say to them?
1: Oh, God, the first thing I would say to them would be just start it. Just just start. Don't worry about anything. Just start. And then once you start, um, see if you can find a writing group to join. <clears throat> um, I'm part of a writing group still um, here here in Central California. And we share ideas once a week. We read to each other from our work we critique each other and it's just so helpful it's helpful um to hear other people's perspectives on what you're saying and how you're saying it and it also is encouraging it it spurs you on and makes you want to work so so number one just dive into it just start it and once you start then then join a writing group and and do some sharing and and Get them feedback. Those are those are the things I would suggest
0: right away. I think the most important thing that you're going to get out of joining a writing group like our group, the Association of Rhode Island Authors, it started with five people at Panera Bread, and we're over 300 authors authors now, and uh, it's just growing by leaps and bounds with digital publishing. But the biggest asset you can get, I think, by joining a group is expensive monetary pitfalls of making mistakes it eliminates some of the things you're not thinking about uh why did i go with that guy the editor the cover and so many other things Well, you can get a lot of these things answered by people in your group instead of writing a check to do it for you right and
1: there's there's some great i'm a member of something like eight online writing groups that are national international Wow. Mystery um, writers and 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 then uh, commercial writers and then LGBTQ authors and there's just, so I'm even with my little circle of writing group where we read to each other each week. I have these other platforms and you're right. The exchange information on the site is really quite good. It's really quite good.
0: It saves you so much money and time. It really does. And fatal mistakes. The name of the book is Looks Are Deceiving, and I highly encourage it. And uh, we finally get to meet Bill Van Patten And I want to see some of your other works because I got a funny feeling you have a great capacity to uh, expand characters, and that's that's what I'm looking for in the book. Well,
1: well, thank you, thank you. Uh, Like I said, I'll send you
0: I'll send you a few other things in the mail. We'll see what you say. Thank you, Bill, and thank you for very much for coming in. Now, uh, on your website, you can post this if you want and let your all your listeners and your uh, nation of Bill Van Patten fans that they can listen to this on anchor.fm, that's our podcasting company, Wayne Barber. And it'll be posted a few minutes after the show. And that is really getting a lot of traction, too. Well, great. I appreciate you know, We
1: really appreciate people like you, Wayne, who helped. Help us authors out there and get us out in the people's, uh, in, the, in the people's, um, I guess psyche is the word. Get in, get it, get in their heads and let them know that we're out here doing the work. So I really appreciate your work
0: for that. Thank you, Bill. I right, tomorrow have the best day of your life.
1: Okay, you too. Thank you, Wayne. Okay, thanks bye-bye. to Your audience, bye bye. And that concludes
0: the first part of the show. Really good book. And let's see what else we got going in here. We have. Uh, Book Lover's Gourmet, your local independent bookstore, owned and operated by Debbie Horan. I think it's smelled at a rumor of that Hogan Brothers Coffee right now. It's brewing with new arrivals every day. And I accumulated uh, about 260 books last week from a friend of mine. And... Uh, I asked him, I says, you run into collections of books in your new business startup. And he said, yeah, he says, I throw them in a dumpster because I don't know anything about books. I said, well, I have the Authors Hour bookstore and please hold them on the side for me and we'll see if you have, you know, water damage, mold, you know, whatever, or quality books. And uh, we're talking about a startup company that's absolutely perfect. For the house flipping that's going on so fast. The market is hot the entire country. Uh, You better be prepared because you can sell your house the first day. And now what are you going to do? Downsize from eight to four rooms. I would highly recommend calling Falcon Properties Preservation Group. Owner Timothy Falcon has come up with a great book. a great business uh, platform here they specialize in estate cleanouts junk in your yard your shed and they work with all real estate companies cleanouts movings all types of cleanouts and they do it quickly clean you know very very quick get it out and they save you money he come up with an idea of using tilt body trucks now, think about that. That eliminates one trip, a little labor, the diesel fuel, leaving the big container outside, a tilt body truck. Back it in, load it up, get it out. So you know the price is going to be a lot more affordable. Call Falcon Properties Preservation Group for all of your real estate cleanouts, sheds, you name it. 401-205-5786. And you'll be glad you did. We also have a book signing coming up, and they're looking for local authors at the Exeter Public Library, and that's going to be on Saturday, June 18th from 10 to 2 p.m., Rain or Shine, absolute free event, and they're looking for authors on that. Contact the uh, library at 773 Tenrod Road, Exeter, and uh, they'll make a spot for you. We also have a lodge, lodge. Second year in a row, poetry group in nearby Connecticut and Whitensville, Massachusetts. And that's Poets at Large. And they'll be here over at 60 Douglas Road in Whitensville, the Old Mill Complex, and an affiliation with regional poets. And also Roslyn Park over in Woodstock, Connecticut. All performance will include open mic segments at the end and featured on May 22nd. Our authors, Gerard Yell, Loretta R.T., and featured open-mic reader will be Tiana Mercier, Uh, Florence Poet Society, and lives in Amherst, Mass. A lot of good quality uh, people on that. This is the second year on this uh, event by this group of poetry people, and uh, it's picking up sponsors now, and... um, They had a winery thing last year on some of them. I didn't see it mentioned this year. But it's really growing by leaps and numbers ever since that great poetry uh, by Amanda at the inauguration for Mr. Biden. And also um, the guy that won the America's Got Talent as a poet from uh, California. He's uh, headlining his own show in Las Vegas right now. And poetry is on a rebound right now. Poetry and short stories. It's really something how that is building up on the American market right now. It probably is worldwide too. And you know what I say? It's all about the books.
2: Because you know I'm all about those books, about those books, start reading. I'm all about those books, about those books, start reading. I'm all about those books, about those books, start reading. I'm all about those books, about those books. Yeah, it's pretty clear that I'm really cool. Because I'm reading, reading, it's what I like to do. Cause I got that fiction that everyone chases. And all of these books take you so many places. I see those magazines, they make and reading hard. They're great when time is short and you can even swap. If you got books at Kindles, just raise them up, cause anything you read is perfect from the starting to the stop she told me don't worry about the size She says good readers like lots of books to read tonight You know I won't be no close-minded Blank-looking Barbie doll So if that's what you're into Then go ahead and move along Because you know those books, about those books, start reading. I'm all about those books, about those books, start reading. I'm all about those books, about those books, start reading. I'm all about those books, about those books, hey. I'm bringing reading back. Go ahead and check out our gigantic stack. Nah, no, I'm not joking. I know you think it's smack, but I'm here to tell you every book is an adventure Makes you never want to stop. Yeah, Devon said she don't about those books start reading I'm all about those books about those books start reading I'm all about those books about those books start reading I'm all about those books about those books because you know I'm all about those books about those books start reading I'm all about those books about those books start reading I'm all about those books about those books start reading I'm all about those books about those books about
0: those books. And that's a fantastic song, appropriate for this show. And also we got a couple of emails and a couple of phone calls that came in for more information about the group that I belong to, the Association of Rhode Island Authors. And uh, matter of fact, we've switched over last month and we have an in-house monthly meeting now. Over at a church in Hope, Rhode Island. And it's the second Thursday of the month, I believe it is. And also, it is available Zoom virtual, the way it has been through the virus. So we're doing it both ways. And that's going to be brought to you by Larry's 24-Hour Towing and Boroughville Motor Sales. Also, by calling the same phone number, you can schedule a Rhode Island vehicle state inspection. I think my wife, Susan, would call that multitasking. 401 568 6286. Download that into your phone or your Android right now. You never know when you're going to need lockout service, jump starting service, black ice. Uh, Moving an unregistered vehicle without getting tagged. Just give them a call with the address. They'll take care of the rest. They also supply used auto and truck sales at the same location. And that's Peter, Carrie, Brian. And Brian's also sponsoring one of the race cars now up at Thompson Speedway. Also expert body work and insurance estimates. And believe it, by the end of the week, we're going to be up to 80 and I know we're all contemplating right now going from the heater button to the AC in your car to see if, did I lose that Freon over the winter? Well, do it now, and if you did, I did spot a whole pallet of Freon at vulnerable motor sales. So if you want to get the first one on your block or first one in your family to get that recharge of your AC system... We're getting into May and 80 degrees later in the week. You Make the appointment right now, 401-568-6286. And let them know you heard it on WNRI. Now, our listeners that called in and on the emails, the information for the Association of Rhode Island Authors are going to be as follows association of rhode island authors anyone can join the association of rhode island association of authors but you'll find that a published author and an aspiring author with a complete manuscript will benefit most from a membership. In addition, your membership fee helps support all Rhode Island's most talented writers. Benefits of being an ARA membership include networking with dozens of local published authors at our monthly meetings that are always held on the second Thursday of the month. Presentations from industry pros on a wide array of published topics. Exclusive invitations to speak and conduct your presentations at libraries and other venues. advance notice of any expos festivals and any other event where books are sold a reduced table fee at the Rhode Island Authors Expo a website link in IRA's members directory and so much more check us out at www.riauthors.org I did I hope you enjoyed that with all the information, and it's a fantastic new website we have now, too. And we're going to have an ARIA Academy, Authors 101. That's another thing in the works right now. And I just got another email, and they want to be included on today's show as one of our prime advertisers would be Bullseye Shooting Supplies, over 40 years, right at 837 Park Avenue. And he says, Wayne, he says, I know you've got a very mature audience. And I want to let them know that there is no shortage of a thousand round cases of nine millimeter or two twenty three right now at Bullseye Shooting Supplies. They opened up at nine thirty this morning. And you talk about a website? I was going through it the other day with Paul and he has hit it. Right on the head, it describes the business, the products, and what their mission is in business. Also, got a new load of rifles over there that are really going to go fast. Scopes, knives, and don't forget anything in black powder. They've got you covered because they're experts. Also, a big member of the Mansfield Sportsman Club. Gift certificates, no better thing, at Bullseye Shooting Supplies 401. 766-4409. 766-4409. And let them, you know, you heard it on WNRI, on the Authors Hour. Yep, we had uh, Julian and Paul uh, setting up, too. We're going to be setting up authors up at the Big E in the Rhode Island building. Uh, that's after a two-year hiatus up there. A different group of uh, management are running it. But we're going to have a deal now, uh, maybe up to two authors a day. You know, by lottery with the Association of Round Authors at the Big E. So you talk about selling books. Comic-Cons, Mike, we got eight tables in Providence, if you're that type of writer. And so many other events. And, and healthy, too. We are a very healthy group as a nonprofit, 501C3. Now, the trailers are back. And they're building race cars and trucks, race trucks in the... He shed, not the she shed, and we're talking at Northeast Race, Cars, and Speed, right over at Six Hill Road in Harrisville. It's where the Bowen Alley used to be. I used to set pens there. Now I'm showing my age. But they're open from 8 to 5, and they'll ship down to New Smyrna, Florida, all the way to Wisconsin, Maine, and by 11 o'clock. And get those quality race car parts to get you in victory lane. Custom fabrication, they're building cars, chassis, squaring them up, everything right locally in Boroughville now. Simpson, MSD Ignition, Willwood, Moroso, and so much more. Race car parts and service from a career-long racer, Mr. Shane Hopkins, and his brother Herbie. Our uh, sets up Hopkins Brothers Auto Repair on the same location with the best brake job in town. Get it right the first time using quality American parts at an affordable price. A winning combination at Hopkin Brothers Auto Repair and Northeast Race Cars and Speed. The local number is a Cox number, 401-710-9992 or 1-800-766-4748. They'll get those parts out here right by 11 o'clock five days a week watch for their 53 foot trailers at all your local racetracks and racing events big thank you from the management of one of our primary sponsors from day one and you talk about poetry exploding the comic book industry is on fire Just look at the cinemas the last five years. Your biggest box office drawers are your action films, Captain America, The Avengers, and so on and so forth. Green Dragon Comics. We are at the dragon. And what I mean about that is at the intersection of Route 100 and 102 over an iconic Chipatrick, Rhode Island, right on the left-hand side of the bank, Fortnite, Magic the Gathering, and a big thank you for the hundreds of people that showed up this past Saturday for the annual free comic book day. And she supplied, she got copies to everybody who got joined the establishment. They've already added on an edition and plenty more events. Check it out on Facebook and social media. Green Dragon Comics. She updates it almost every day with all kinds of events. 401-949- 2076. She's also getting a reputation too for the uh, number one locator service. If you're missing a special edition of your favorite comic book, you know, I'd be surprised if she doesn't have it with the boxes and boxes she has. But also, I'm looking at it right now and. I'm looking down, you know, my wife lost five pounds last week, and I just looked down and I think I found it, but I've got a soft spot for that special Tuesdays. Cereals, Pizza Rama, and Restaurant, and I know Jeff does too. Tuesday, a large cheese pizza, and this is a whopping 15 slices rectangle, nice cornmeal crust, only $7. It's worth the trip. Jeff and Dean are gonna ride up there this afternoon. His mouth is watering right now after that maple frosted coffee roll. Oh wait a minute, Cardiello says no sugar. I won't tell Deaner either. Cereos Pizza River and restaurant for over, let's see, fifty-two years, three different owners. A Sunday dinner for two, even uh, last Mother's Day, $23.99. Your choice was six to ten entrees, soda and coffee, and a homemade dessert, too. That should warrant an extra fin to the server on that. And if you are a qualified, experienced server, stop at Cereos and talk to Teresa or Jimmy. They do it the old-fashioned way, look you in the eye and shake your hand. They could add on two more now because the breakfast business is expanding at Cereal's Pizza Rimmer and Restaurant in the graduation parties with all the catering. Give them a call if you want to watch the hockey game tonight or basketball. You don't want to get off the couch. 401-568-7187. Did I tell you they haven't lost a customer yet? They really do a good job. Great show today. Oh, there's one more. And poor Oscar the Grouch. Oh, he might have made a mistake by moving up to 706 St. Paul Street. Now he's got no excuse with the weather. With those big, high overhead doors, he's got to work five days a week. In his case, he's like me. He's a workaholic. He'll do it up to seven. American Beauty Sign works at that great new location. 706 St. Paul Street. Right behind Little General Stores. Right-hand side of iconic Powell Motors. Now I'm showing my age, too. And that's four zero one seven six seven twenty nine twenty two. If you'd prefer to do your business with an American veteran from the Vietnam War. Uh, let me see. 818 member here in WinSocket. And don't let him fool you. He was not a Marine. He was in the Navy. So let's get that record straight. But Desiree has got her own cubicle now. Look at the 60-inch portfolio and get a new business idea for you for the latest sign from American Beauty Signworks. Digital, essential coronavirus stuff, you name it. Uh, Rear windows for your truck or for your camp cap and so much more. I think I even got an outro in the bookie. I'm really getting professional. I'm looking at the clock right now, 9.59. The name of the book today was Looks Are Deceiving by Bill Van Patten. We'll be back on here Sunday morning with the outdoor scene. And remember tomorrow, have the best day of your life. Thank you to our fine sponsors, guests, and emailers at WayneWNRIYahoo.com and for tuning in to the Author's Hour. Remember to shop locally and to read a book, and tomorrow please have the best day
2: of your life. Your host, Wayne G. Barber.